This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, happy Valentine's Day, and we're going to talk about it. It's the big day. I think I confessed at the beginning of the show. I'm kind of, I'm kind of turned a bit off Valentine's Day and all the commercial aspect of it. We'll talk about it later. But the whole idea of love and what makes us feel love is something that I've been totally fascinated with. And I did a story on this many, many years ago and talked to a famous, um, I think she's an anthropologist or somebody. She did, uh, Dr. Helen Fisher, and she did a lot of groundbreaking research on what parts of your brain and what is it about love and how it ties in to evolution and we've learned more and more and more about it joining us is jason tetro microbiologist host of the super awesome science show podcast who has tackled this big subject what is love jason tetro so nice to have you Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. And may I just simply say that if it's Valentine's Day that's mm-hmm. getting you off, just remember it's also my birthday. Oh, so that changes everything. Exactly. That changes everything. How did that affect you in your life, having Valentine's Day for your birthday there? Uh, you know how there's always that second fiddle in the orchestra nobody pays attention mm-hmm. to? Yeah, that. <laughs> you had a lot of love, but everybody had something on your mind. You probably didn't feel totally special that day. I don't want to well, put any... Yeah. I mean, I know I'm special, and you I know are. that my parents made me feel special, and, and so I, I, I know it's a special day. <laughs> oh, it must have been nice the day you were born, though, so that is one great Valentine's gift. Okay, let's talk about the science of love. I am absolutely fascinated by this. It is a feeling to us, isn't it? And I know you mentioned Dr. Helen Fisher in this, and I have interviewed her. I cannot tell you how many times she is just super duper duper. It is, there is a science aspect of it. Our feelings are related to chemicals, aren't they? Yeah. um, Let me just say, you're right about Helen Fisher. She is just Mm -hmm. a firecracker. Um, And we spend the entire show talking with her uh, because I I just did not want to get her off the phone. It was amazing. Um, And her research since 1975, when she got her PhD, has just been all about figuring out what is love in terms of biology. Uh, She released that first book back in 94, The Anatomy of Love, and then she re-released it, but she had to rewrite something like half the book because mm-hmm. she managed to get the chemistry and the neurobiology figured out. And it's just absolutely amazing how our entire concept of love is really based on four different chemicals that are circulating. And she's been able to identify how those four can develop our own personalities and how that can help us to find a match or a mate so that we can have a really happy um, pair coupling, if you will. And the planet has other people that are the product of this falling in love. And the chemicals do things. One makes us attract, the other makes us kind of stick. They, they do different things. Which one, again, is the attraction chemical? So- 
when you start looking at the way that it works, um, she's actually taken it even further now so that there's, a, there's four. So what we used to talk about was, um, you know, the, the testosterone, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the male aggressiveness, and the estrogen, which is that, that calm nature, okay? Uh, team building, wanting to be together, and those were the ones that were always sort of um, going up against one another. Well, she's included now two others. Uh, dopamine, which is really about adventure seeking and trying to get highs from doing new things and also serotonin which is our balancing chemical that helps us to stay sort of level-headed and make good decisions and those two combined with the testosterone and the estrogen how those four relate can lead to the type of personality that you are and so believe it or not in the show she mm-hmm. oh while we were just talking figured me out no kidding <laughs> And I was just like, okay, so, you know, 48 years, I haven't been able to figure myself out five minutes on the phone with her, and she's got me figured. <laughs> it's all about the chemicals you've got. Exactly. So The alchemy me, of what you've got and the percentage. Perfect. Um, I mean, for me, it was dopamine and, and estrogen. And, you know, I'm a guy that loves going for adventure. Mm-hmm. I'm a thrill seeker, but I'm also the type of person that loves to have around people around and working together in collaborative spirit. And when you have that, you know, you can attract different types of people, and there are definitely going to be people that you're going to repel. So when you put all of that together, and there are tests that you can mm-hmm. actually take that she's developed that can help you to understand who you are and then how that can relate to how the relationships that you could be having. Let's face it, I, you know, love doesn't always work out. And I talked to Helen Fisher about people who have lost at love. Mm-hmm. That pain is real and it is nature. And when you hear that person's name and your heart goes thump, that is nature saying, find them, find them, mate and multiply. Oh, absolutely. And it's fascinating that we do talk about that um, in the latter part of the show. And we call it a SAS class because it gives you something that you can learn from it. And what I won't give away all what she says. I want you to listen to the show. But what I can tell you is that how to get over a relationship is not to watch Sex in the City and listen to Charlotte no. or to watch When Harry Met Sally for the 450th time. No, because we know, you know, years ago, um, many, many years ago, I think there's a a movie that came out uh, 20 years ago, maybe, uh, The Room with a View. And it it was, you know, one of those merchant movies. And Mm -hmm. it was about somebody who their parents wanted them to fall out of love with the wrong person. And they did what they did at that time. They sent them on a world tour Mm -hmm. so that they would see different things. It's not so different now, now that we know the chemistry of it. Uh, Exactly. And I think now what we really need to understand is that when we have a grasp of how those chemicals are working inside of us, we can then start learning how to essentially live in a way to balance those chemicals out so that we're always making sure we're staying true to the person that we are. But then if we have had a rejection in our lives, we can move away from that without having to do anything drastic, without having to do anything crazy, Mm -hmm. and uh, most definitely uh, without having to go into the middle of a desert somewhere in the hopes of finding oneself. (laughs) Or an ashram, for goodness sake. I got to ask you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you, you talked about crazy. When people are in love, and this is love day, there are, and I know Dr. Fisher has done this, uh, taking pictures of the brain, you might as well be on crack cocaine. I mean, your brain, when you're in 
love, there's an inflammation, and you're not really in control. Nope, not at all. And she relates even, uh, you know, junior tots, toddlers go through Mm. this. So it doesn't matter how old you are. It's an instinctual part of our humanity. And you see somebody, and then all of a sudden you've got that rush, and the brain just lights up in all these different areas. And if it continues to light up over time, it can lead to an addiction because you want to have that feeling. And that's one of the reasons why we see people becoming obsessed with somebody else, because those lighting up areas stay lit and only go out when there's that person isn't around, but they don't like that, so they need to stay lit, and so they just continue to go after that. It's addictive. It is addictive, it is. like um, an addictive drug. Love is a drug, as the song says. And it's absolutely true. It's just that instead of drug, it's kind of a neurochemical. But you get the idea. You know, after you talked to Helen Fisher, I had, I'm wondering what your thoughts were, Jason, is when you get into the biology of all this, does it take away the magic of it? No. In fact, for me, it's even Mm -hmm. more fascinating Mm -hmm. because um, I'll, I'll, you know, be walking down the street and I'll see someone and it's all of a sudden, I'm like, huh, my dopamine just went up. No, you're falling in love on the street. That's love at first sight. It's possible, you know. Oh, it, it totally is. And believe it or not, we instinctually flirt. That was the other thing that she talked about. And, uh, you know, things like the eyebrow raise or what we used to call the come hither look. I'm a Gen Xer. Um, and, and, and it's just like one of those things where that's natural. And we even got down to the fact that yeast do pair bonding and they have similar ways of doing it. Now, granted, they don't have eyes, but they do have chemicals and they actually attract other yeast in the same way. No kidding, those yeah. those romantic little yeast. We didn't know that. Oh, I know. They're just they're they're just budding with love. They are. Well, what a what a great guest you were today. You had all everything just checked off. You've done this great podcast. You've talked microbiology of love with one of my favorite interviews in my career. And it's your birthday here on Valentine's Day. You got it all going on today, Jason. It is just one of the best days of the year. Oh, happy birthday. Happy Valentine's Day. And I hope everybody tunes in to your super awesome science show podcast because I know you're great and you got a great guest. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. All right, Jason. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.